today, our podcast is, is, is a really, I think, important one, particularly with the temperature of the nation. And I'm you know, lucky to have Lauren here who can often speak so eloquently um, and uh, you know, professionally on topics like this. Um, ages ago, and you may have even heard it in one of the podcasts, um, one of our former staff members referred to us as Indian Head Camp. And, um, you know, some people still do that to this day. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we, we always remind, you know, we're Camp IHC. Um, but there's a reason, um, you know, that we did change that. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll understand uh, the whys and the hows um, and maybe some of the challenges, but also the joys that we came through, um, you know, to this decision. So, uh, Lauren, thank you for joining me for a, a very uh, important podcast. No, I'm excited to be, you know, on this podcast with you. Um, as you know, um, you know, this has been an important topic for us internally, you know, as a camp. And I think like starting off there, right, is that there's this global term of camp, you know, and I just said as a camp, but we you know, often talk about the importance of stripping that global concept of camp down into, you know, its individual parts. And, and what that is, is that it's a group of people, you know, Joel and I as the owners, um, you and Susie as, you know, assistant directors, you know, being at IHC for more than your life now, I think, than not. Um, yeah. Obviously, Maddie Lehman, who grew up at camp, you know, started camp at six years old, and he's now inching his way closer to his 40th decade, our fourth, not 40th decade, fourth decade, not quite there yet, not quite there yet. But, you know, anyway, is that camp is made up of people. Um, And I think that's something that I encourage everybody to think about with regards to every single organization or, you know, um, group that you are involved with that at the root of it are just human beings that are doing their work or their life's work or whatever, you know, you want to call it. But that for us camp and camp IHC is, a is us, you know, it's, it's, it's the foundation of it is that we have this passion for working with young people, whether that's campers or staff or, you know, our campers who are adults who come and take part in our, you know, um, CNC events, um, our adult retreats, you know, but we are in, in, in the business of, you know, welcoming people, making them feel good, allowing them to have fun and be carefree. And we had this conversation a long time ago, you know, about was our name consistent with our mission, right? And it was a name that we inherited. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, Camp IHC has been in existence for, you know, over 80 years um, Joel and I have, are the fourth owner generation owners. Well, we're not generational. You know, the couple who owned it before us are our are family. But before that, you know, it was not in our family. But we're the fourth owners. And um, we inherited the name Indian Head Camp. Um, and obviously, as 
as IHC became ours. And, you know, I do extend beyond Joel and I like that you as well, like, you know, you and Susie and Maddie, um, people have been there from the beginning, you know, we really felt that although this was a successful business, recognizable by so many, loved and adored by so many, that its actual name was completely out of alignment with our values and with that mission of making people feel good, right? And that was a discussion that we had over a decade ago, you know, and, and, and we're confused and scared I want to be really honest on this podcast. You know, this is a difficult, what I've learned is that any topic such as this can be met with criticism, even if your intentions are in the right place. So off the bat, I want to acknowledge to all the listeners that I am not a perfect person. I'm not a finished product. I'm a work in progress. I do believe that I have a heart that 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 strives to be good and 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 you know I'm doing my best, right? I'm also doing my best to try and raise really good humans and my four children. But I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm learning, right? And I don't have all the answers. I don't I'm certainly not righteous. Like I just I'm trying really hard to steer my little corner of the universe to inclusivity and I want to have this podcast and talk about some of the harder stuff because I just think honesty and open dialogue is key to um, understanding where you've been and where you're trying to go and making sense of the whole picture, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's beautifully said. And I think what I can add to that and then almost transition you is, you know, you talk about those conversations we had and one of the hardest conversations um, that Susie and I had that then again brought it to the forefront is uh, staff recruiting in the Southwest. Um, and I, uh, as, and people who don't know me, identify as, as a, you know, a he, him, a male. Um, I am, you know, Caucasian. Uh, and I was called Euro white trash by uh, a, a Lakotan um, by having a conversation because she was curious about the name of our camp and not the first person to have that conversation. Um, but I was very respectful. I was very, you know, tell me, you know, what is it we're doing? Help me understand it. And then bringing that back. And I know I wasn't one of the only ones. And, you know, and that was maybe 2016, 2017, I think, Lauren. And I think is that, if, if I recall, is that when it just started feeling more real for, for us that, wait, we, we can't, when did we start not justifying it, recognizing it, but also sort of saying like, like Indian doesn't represent us, you know? Right. So I think that, you know, probably when, when I reached 30 and was entering into a different phase of my own life, like I was, you know, and I'm ashamed to tell you, it took me till I got to 30, but, you know, to be more aware of, you know, social issues and, and really kind of think about, especially because I was a mother at that point, I had just welcomed my second son into the world. And I I was thinking more about what I wanted the world to be for them. Right. Um, So I was at a different phase of my own life where I was becoming more introspective. I was also looking out into the world and saying like, you know, 
what do I believe? What are my values? Like, how do I want to show up in the world for other people? And at the same time, kind of recognizing the story of like, you know, the United States and I'm British, as you know, yeah. um, you know, the story of, 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 you know, obviously I knew the story of the, of the U S like, you know, I went to school, like we, you learn about it in yeah. school, but like really thinking about like, wow, like how much this country is in its infancy and, and what actually must have gone on back, you know, then to people who were the original people of this land. Mm. Um, and really like reflecting on that, you know, at the same time, you're right, there was more, you know, heightened, you know, awareness. It was beca be becoming more in the mainstream media, still mm -hmm. very, very slight, early but days. it was, but yeah, it was there. Right. right, so, so in some ways like you, you know, I was like, well, I'm not crazy. Like, you know, so I, I think that for anybody listening, I'm sure that there's a flavor for some people that says, oh my goodness, the fact that she didn't acknowledge this before is like, she, maybe she's a horrible person. And I would just defend myself and say, I'm not, but I was ignorant. That's for sure. Like that, I will, I will say I was ignorant and you know, but, uh, but I didn't stay in ignorance or I didn't like shun away from like, mm -hmm. as, as, as reality started to be, you know, clearer to me, I didn't meet that with like conflict or, um, you know, uh, justification. I, when you saw it, I saw it, do you know what I mean? And, and, and immediately wanted to do something about that. So I think that, um, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't ignore the realities of what indigenous people had gone through in this country, how they continue to, you know, um, experience, you know, their lives in many ways. Um, and then I really felt like, well, I want to start a dialogue with, you know, people whose my camp is essentially named after, even though we don't serve any indigenous people at that mm -hmm. time, we maybe had one or two staff members come through. And I really want to go fact find is that, you know, I want to ask the questions. I'd had a couple of like, um, you know, American staff it, it, over the years be quite aggressive towards me about the name. And mm -hmm. I didn't really understand why they were so aggressive. Like I didn't, because of my ignorance, like I didn't defend it. I was just like, I don't understand why they're so angry. Obviously now I also know that if you want to move the needle and, and, and force change, you don't do it with aggression. You don't do it with being mean. You don't do it with attacking people. That is never going to, that's not, that's, that's a game changer. Like that's it's people meet resistance with resistance. Right. So even though I appreciate where they were coming from. And of course it was important to me because it also like, you know, maybe pay more attention to, I also do know, you know, on reflection that if I ever want to push the needle of change, I'm not going to do it in that way. Like I think important, meaningful, kind, you know, educational communication is paramount. Right. Yeah. Um, but Anyway, um, I, there were staff members who had raised it and, you know, I just felt that I, I was so proud 
of the work that we were doing at IHC, you know, that, that, that camper experience, the staff's experience, like how people grow. Like, you know, I just spoke to a parent yesterday of a current camper and we agreed that what kids can achieve, develop, you know, create over a seven week period away from home, you know, at sleepaway camp cannot be, um, replicated anywhere else on earth. It can't, right? It's, it's experiential, hands-on, no, no textbooks. Nothing. In, you're in the social atmosphere, physically, emotionally, mentally. It, exactly. So, like, so, so I'm so proud of what we are doing, yeah. but yet I'm so ashamed and embarrassed of our name, but I'm, I'm so also torn internally. I didn't, there was no, like, just so everybody is aware, there was no dilemma in my head about what was right and wrong. Like, you know, and I know people say you should steer clear of what's right and wrong. For me, the name Indian Head Camp was wrong. That was clear. Crystal clear to me. And I think in some ways we're also, not only was it, you know, offensive to indigenous, but we're like, it doesn't even represent, is it India? Is it Indian? Is it like, there was just confusion in the semantics of the name, you know? So there's a lot of things that when you look back, it was named after uh, a rock outcrop, right? Right. Like, so there's all these different things that, is it you, is it us? Like you're saying, right. So I agree that, that when you say it, what you, we were all on that same page, like, you know, but so you were about to say though, what was the sticking? What, what, why was it 2018 that you finally said, no, like guys, we got to do this. Because we couldn't take it anymore. We knew that, that internal voice, that moral compass, that thing was so strong that it was time. And we basically, the, the, the dilemma though, was that I didn't want to make people mad because obviously, you know, for, for any listener that's not been to camp, like people are rightly so connected to their camp. You know, you have this like life informing experience growing up at camp. Um, some people come as campers, some people that happen to staff. And you are so attached to it. And that name, Indian Head Camp, that is it, you know? And for somebody, especially me at that age, obviously, for a lot of the older campers or, you know, people who were alum, like, who was I, this young punk that had only, you know, owned the camp for less than a decade and, you know, had married in? Um, who was she to say that the camp's name was going to change? And I knew that that was going to ruffle feathers. I also know that we don't all see the world through the same lens and that some people would say, well, that is way too politically correct. You know, what are we like woke? Like, you know, what's wrong with tradition? Like, you know, maybe come up with a narrative of justification I wasn't worried about defending it. I just hated that it was going to cause disharmony. But at the end of the day, I also recognized that I was creating disharmony by staying in neutral and doing nothing. So no matter what, it created, you know, kind of disharmony for a certain group of people. I believe that we were on the right side of the fight. And I also believe that when you are, Um, conduct yourself with integrity, when your heart is in the right place, when you're, I believe, pushing the needle in the direction of, you know, 
um, social justice in many ways, everything else will ultimately fall into place. I believe that. I believe that the world conspires in your favor when you are on the right side of an important narrative, you know, or, 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 or m movement. Um, so it was a risk that I was worth taking. And I suppose, I know it sounds like really kind of like, um, you know, out there, but like Joel and I both were like, I would rather fail with integrity than succeed feeling like I was living a life of hypocrisy. And that's what it came down to. Like, you know, you know, Joel and I, like we are not driven by money. That is not why we do what we do. Yep. Um, exactly. uh, we are driven by the experience of owning camp, running camp, see, seeing how that enriches our lives as well as other people's. So I guess we kind of were like, well, if everybody leaves and there's no camp, we will do something else. Like we would have been heartbroken, but we would have been like at peace with it. Right. Um, but what was actually incredible is that, oh, though, of course, there were some people that, you know, feathers were ruffled or didn't fully understand the vast, vast majority of people actually emailed or communicated with us saying, this is why I have my children at your camp or, you know, emailed to say, we commend you for doing the right thing. You know, a lot of people didn't feel comfortable with it themselves, but, you know, just kind of went along with it. So the most, most of our community really rallied behind us and, and, you know, it really didn't take that much to, to move past that. I mean, I don't know if your experience was the same. I mean, you were there, you remember, you know, the name yeah. change and- The, the name change and, and again, to speak to that side of things, um, for those who weren't in it, it was, you know, a huge, like we're Indian head camp. Like I was Indian head camp for 18, 19 years, but, and I, like you said, had a hard time you know, going to these Southwest regional places where there was a bigger indigenous population and movement and almost feeling embarrassed. And, and when we, there was a sense of relief when we, when we all talked about it and we brought it to the table and I was so proud uh, of that decision so that even when there's former staff members or parents that are say like, oh, Indian head, I said, oh yeah, we used to be Indian head, but we're, we're moving forward because, you know, IHC is, is who we are. We're the same camp. And I think that's that one piece. It's almost like we're parents afraid, um, we're, we're veterans afraid that they were losing something. Uh, Lauren, is, did you feel that as well? Like, I, I think I felt like they thought that like Indian Head was, was disappearing when reality is the name was disappearing, but the experience and, and the traditions and, you know, the, the really positive things, at least I believe, and then I'm sure you'll say yes, are still very much there. Like the camp, the seven week mm -hmm. experience that you said. Yeah, and I think that this comes back, obviously, to the psychology of like, you know, what, how our childhood informs us and our belief systems and all of that and experiences that we hold really dear to our heart that are the blueprint of who we then become as adults. Right. Nobody wants anybody to meddle with that if right. it was a good experience, because that is deep and ingrained and, and it's very difficult to um 
to consider change for that, even if it's justifiable or like a no brainer change, like when that is deep rooted in your childhood and such a positive experience, that's very difficult. And I understood that and and respected that. Um, At the same time, um, you know, we also, Joel, myself, you know, Dave and Shelley at this point too, as well as you and Maddie and Susie and, you know, people involved. We also knew that at any point, anybody can tiptoe and back off the name Indian Head Camp. And ultimately it was a reflection of us more than anybody else. So it's one thing to have a really bold, opinionated voice about, why the name shouldn't change, but unless you own it or you work for it, like you can tiptoe and back away from that in any way, shape or form you feel comfortable with. And that had been evident to us over the years, right? Is that when your feet are ultimately held to the fire, where does your heart lie? Like, and that's when you find out, right? And, um, and I remember once having a, a conversation with an alum when I was like, when you own your camp, you can call it Indian Head Camp if you think that's appropriate. Right. My camp will not be using any indigenous terminology or symbols or anything right. like that because that is an alignment with me. And, you know, I think there was maybe one conversation about that. But, you know, what's really funny, Mark, you know, um, it just reminds me of obviously you know, owning and directing one of the biggest camps in the Northeast. And I don't mean biggest as in size, although it is a sizable camp. I mean, like one of the big names, you know, we are obviously, you know, yeah. grateful that it's a success story, right? But we're, we're influencing our campers, our staff, we have social networks that branch out, right? Um, you know, like, so we're known, I, you know, and not not trying to float our own boat, I totally what you're saying is that that there's we're Network. on the map, right? We're, We're on, on the, the map, map and, right? And people look so, at us and see us and hear us. And, right. And, you know, like. So so what, what always like, you know, I don't chuckle because like I wish that the world was, you know, in a different place. Um, but like if I'm like having a cup of coffee with a girlfriend or maybe I'm like meeting a camper parent, you know, just to say hello and people introduce me, you know, and say, this is Lauren. She's the owner of Camp IHC where my kids go to camp. It's amazing the number of people that say, oh, I know Indian Head. And they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. It's not Indian Head anymore, is it? It's Camp IHC. It will always be Indian Head to me. And it's just amazing to me because that ignorance astounds me, right? That we are now in this moment when all the major sports teams, like everybody's talking about it. High schools can't do it. Like, change has happened. It's like here, right? And as a grown woman, you know, and a a lot of these people are women that have kids and like them and I, we have so much in common. And I'm like, it's okay that to you, it could always be ending head camp, but it astounds me that that's a name that you still in today's day and age are fine using like that it's not a debate anymore about whether or not that's derogatory or you know harmful or shameful or that's not a debate like the, the people have spoken like they've told us what they think about it like people who are indigenous to this country who are the ones that are 
you know, qualified to tell us have been loud and clear, you not being able to shift that is about your ignorance and your unwillingness to change because the camp, we own the camp as Indian head camp. I have never called it Indian head camp since the day we changed the name. If I can shift it, so can you. It's a choice. Yeah. And it's a choice. And and Lauren, what do you think though? uh, You know, we spoke a little bit about this, you know, off, off before is, regionally, um, the social networks that you're in, the networking, we at IHC are incredibly exposed um, to so many different cultures that come and work with us, different backgrounds. And, and with that, that just opens up our networks even further. As, as I said, I regionally, are, I'm in the Southwest, Southeast, Northwest. So by having such diverse staff and opportunities, and then we are then exposed, our staff go out and seek um, education and learnings. And, and because we want to, we don't want to just change to change. We want to recognize and ask questions and, and hear from people and then have this background where it, is that still where the ignorance is coming because it's just easier to know what you know. And just to say, I, you know, it's because I believe you say best, change ain't easy. <laughs> change ain't easy. And you're also a product of your environment. So look, I would say a couple of things. I would say, of course, geographic region in the, in, in the United States is very informant or informing of your opinions on things. Um, your experience in childhood is also going to inform you. Um, you know, if you're grown up with diversity, Diversity is something that you embrace. If you are raised and you know without that, um, it's more of a challenge, you know. And and doesn't mean a bad challenge. It just means that your growth in that, you know, um, you know, an understanding of that might take a little bit longer. Like me, like I talked about, like I definitely loved everybody, but I was ignorant. Like I, you know, up until recently, I didn't understand you know, that I had to be, for example, an anti-racist, not just like, I'm not racist. I, you know, have obviously like, you know, my family, we're multicultural, like, you know, but I need to be an anti-racist, right? So that wasn't driven by me not being a good person. It was just driven by ignorance, right? So I use myself as an example of somebody who grew up in a very homogeneous, um, you know, place that diversity didn't touch my life until I was a young adult, right? And then I really got into my groove of understanding, you know, as I got older, as I said earlier. So that informs you. But, you know, I do want to share that, you know, one of the joys of our job is connecting with so many 18 to 25 year olds from all over the country, from all over places in Europe and Australia and New Zealand. Um, you know, we have kids from Mexico. I call them kids. I mean, young people, young yeah. adults from, from, from Mexico. <laughs> like, what happens when we get more experience as we get older. They exactly. Become kids they we, become yeah. kids. But yeah. they are all intolerant of social injustice. And that's yeah. a beautiful thing. So for anybody, you know, who maybe is kind of my generation or a little bit older, who was calling, saying, the name doesn't need to change. That's ridiculous. This this experience that you send your children to or eventually your young adult to to work in Mm. is built upon this generation of 18 to 25 year olds. 
They are the secret sauce. Yes, we have the facility, and I like to think that we have good leadership and can and can you know set them up for success. But they are the magic. They are what this experience is built on. And IHC is so successful because of the quality of 18 to 25-year-olds who's coming to work at our camp and their willingness to give these kids the most incredible summer of their life or the school group who's renting our facility or the adult group who's coming, you know, to recharge their life or whatever it is. Like our staff are the secret sauce, right? I want to tell the listeners that all of them care about the name. They all want social change. So this is a force that the 40-year-olds, you know, and above can try and push back on. But change is coming. Like this is a force. And I love that. It gives me so much hope for the future. And if we hadn't, you know, made the stance and made the change, the camp would not be as successful as it is because it wouldn't have attracted the the like-minded people that we so desperately want to be part of our community. So we didn't know that at the time, like when we changed the name, like this was us, we were that young cohort that were like pushing the needle and progressive and, there's nothing woke about it. It's just like, it's, it's just it's the right thing. And it feels it, right. right. It feels it, good. Yes. And, um, right. and to be able to hire staff, Lauren, and, and if I'm yeah. exact, exactly what you're saying there, it feels so good to be able to say we are camp IHC. Um, and to be able to say we were at this point to, to have a storyline of change and progression um, you know, uh, even to the point where the use and, uh, uh, this, we could go on this topic forever, you know, should we put pronouns in our signature? Should we, you know, how we hire and equitability and accessibility. And I mean, there's so many things that, and, and to address, like you said, we are not perfect, right. Um, but we're willing to listen. We're willing to change. We just need that time. Um, we need, uh, knowledge. We need people to, you know, motivate us and inform us, but also, I think you said it really well is just also be patient and kind with that language. Um, whereas if you put up that, that aggression kind of way, you're going to maybe be met with a very defensive aggression. So, but what you're saying, what I'm hearing is exactly, it's like we have these staff that are, are so positive and so forward thinking. And we, even though we're older, it's almost like, would you say now we're wiser with like that word wisdom comes in is like we have that experience and we're willing to hear and listen and explain and adapt. And that balance is what brings great success, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the, to that role and that change and the name change. Yeah. And I, and I think like, I want to make it clear, like the motivation wasn't though we'll make our staff happy. Like that was a byproduct Byproduct. of of us that, you know, coming back to my thing about the universe conspires in your favor, like when you're on the right side of the fight, like, you know, is that, that, that we couldn't in our wildest dreams have realized how, um, you know, fruitful this decision, which just was the right decision for us because we want, we believe in, you know, getting rid of, you know, all of these indigenous, you know, 
language or, or symbols or whatever. But then, like I say, like this generation of young person, which our experience is ultimately built upon, you know, really value that. And that's a tremendous force. Like our life's work is about raising children and young people and being contributors to raising them, or I should say. And we are encouraged, like, even though when I watch the news, and, you know, I see everything that's going on, I am encouraged, I feel positive, because I know what's coming through. And that's a force that nobody can, no, nobody can, 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 can challenge like it's 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 a losing battle um and that that fills me up with so much hope so you know for those you know there's still camps out there there's people out there um that that kind of you know are at that roadblock and you know if anything what would be some wisdom from your experience um joel's experience our experience that if you were to sort of say like say what can I expect? Like we're thinking about changing our name. What's the pushback? What's this? Or, or how do I get through this? You know, right, like, right, is there right. some words of wisdom that you can take from your experiences uh, to, to help people just acknowledge that maybe this is their time to, to make a change. And maybe it's not a name change. Maybe it's something else that, you know, fits into the diversity, equity, inclusion aspect of thing. But right, right. And I, and yeah, I do have, you know, I could share some of my experience. Um, I want to say that, like, I I actually use the term and I I don't really believe that it should be used. I said the good side of the fight. I don't think this should be a fight. I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think fight is the wrong word is that we were on the good side of what, what was of our integrity, right? Is that we believe in integrity, and we want to live, you know, with integrity. So the decision was in the right side of that fight, right? The fight for integrity for ourselves, right? Let me frame it that way. And I guess that then leads me to my advice to anybody who, you know, is part of any organization or runs an organization or owns an organization, you know, that has something in it that they don't feel good about. And it might not just, it might not be the name. It might not be about indigenous, you know, references. It might be something else, right? Is that come back to what I started with about strip it down to the smallest parts which are the people, which is you, right? You know, as somebody who works for that organization or owns it or directs it, take it back to you and say, what feels on the right side of integrity for me? Start there because you will always be able to find justification for something but you'll never be able to justify it to yourself if in your heart, you know it's it's not in alignment with who you are, right? And I think that when we take that moment for introspection, we reflect on it and we are able to isolate and highlight our own truth, the rest all falls into place. Um, because when you're living your true self and communicating your truth, it doesn't really matter what you get met with. The truth sets you free. Yep. 
So that would be my advice. And I know that there'll be older people, particularly, you know, the older generation, you know, that, you know, Joel and I are relatively young, you know, to be owning Mm. and directing a camp like ours. I know the older generation and they're not old, but you know what I mean? Slightly older than me. Um, We'll be like, but there's so many complicating factors and things to consider and yada, yada. But I get brought back to there's always justification to be found. You can justify anything. Come on. Like we've all lived through the last. You can debate it, justify it. Exactly. Yeah. Just live your truth. So that at the end of the day, you know, when all is said and done, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, this was in the right side of my integrity and, um, and start from there. The universe conspires in your favor. That's amazing. And, you know, it's kind of one of those funny stories. And and I often use this as, and people say, what does IET stand for? And really, you know, my, my language, it can stand for whatever you want it to stand for, Mm -hmm. but we stand for education, emotional, physical, mental growth, um, integrity, honesty, and courage, like choose a letter and make it what you want. Yeah. We have a camp family that, that choose to believe it stands for incredibly happy children. You know, I'll take it like, you know, and, and look, I want all your listeners to know, like we have invested a significant amount of money in making this happen. Money that arguably could have been spent elsewhere. Money that could have gone into, you know, our pockets. Like we yeah. spent millions of dollars, to be frank, you know, um, changing our name, changing all the signage at camp, getting rid of any logos or, Website you know. Website updates. Um, exactly. So, 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 like um, exactly. redoing our, our you know, Google uh-huh. Suites. There's a lot of the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like it um, was huge. You have to understand like 81 years, like of undoing 81 years. Um, not quite at that point it was maybe like, you know, eight, 77 or something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it feels so good. Yeah. It's the best money I've ever spent. Like it, and, and it, and it, and I love like, you know, you know, my, you know, Joel and I have four kids, two of whom are almost 11 and eight. So they're at that phase where they're beginning to talk to us about, you know, more, you know, not adult, but like, you know, their little brains are not, they're not little, little boys anymore. So, you know, I love talking to them about, well, here's why we did this. And I also love their confusion as to why the camp was ever called Indian Head. Like, they're like, we don't, like, there's India. That's not even in the States, you know, because right. to them, an Indian, you know, is a person of origin from India. You know, right. you know, they would never even use the term Indian to describe a Native American or a Native person. You know, that's not what they learn in school anymore. So they're, like, confused. But then when I talk them through, like, you know, the journey... I yeah. just love seeing them like they're almost like they don't like pat me on the back. They're like, well, we're glad you solved that no brainer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, t- what took you so long, Ma? Um, but and I think that goes back, you know, as we, as we kind of wrap up our podcast one, uh, it is a privilege and we use the word privilege because we have this opportunity to make that change. We have this opportunity to do that, but to be a part of a team that can have these conversations that can talk about things. And this is just one of the many things that we continue to talk about, but was a huge um, and impactful thing that when you and Joel said, yeah, this isn't good for us. Are you guys with us? And 
I'm pretty sure you, the team was unanimous. I mean, there wasn't even a dissension. It was just more, okay, how do we then do it? It was, it was relief. It was relief. It was relief, appreciation, and then complete and utter motivation to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so laughingly, um, it's almost like what I would just ask is young generation, you know, don't give up on the older generation. Just they take longer to learn. They just need to understand why. Um, and if, if they don't, you know, then maybe that's a different conversation for another time. Um, but you'll neuroplasticity, we can still learn in our old age. We just want to understand why, and it takes a little longer. So be patient, be kind. Um, and, and don't, don't come at us hard because as an older generation, you know, saying, well, you don't know what it was like in 1940 in the war. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also don't know what it was like being an indigenous person being shipped out of the Northeast and put on a reservation and marched across the West. But I have a better understanding now because I'm reading and I'm learning and I'm listening. Right. Uh, so that's what I would say. It's just be open, listen, hear well, the different stories. Right. And, and I think that learn how to have dialogue, right? Whether it's with someone younger than you or older than you or your, your own age, like dialogue is a beautiful thing. But when you try and start dialogue with telling people what is right and wrong in your opinion, there's nowhere to go with that. I would encourage people to get curious. That's yes. the word I would use. Get curious if there's something, for example, within where you work or within your family or whatever that you don't doesn't feel quite right to you or like you have opinions on. Don't go in with like judgment and, you know, righteousness. Go in with questions. Like I find it interesting that you whatever can you tell me why it is that way? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, you know, what do you think that makes other people feel? Like, do you think that's okay? You know, not but be curious, like not judgmental curious, like almost go back to being that younger child and explore because I do think most people are good, right? I just think that humans are really also awesome at messing things up right or or not thinking things through or being, not being unaware uh not, or just not, how it impacts others not and, or how it might, yeah, yeah. We're, we're so insecure that we just align ourselves with one perspective even though we might not have, have understood why other people have other perspectives but through education comes change right so get curious ask questions educate yourself you may even learn a thing or two that shifts your position on certain things but that is definitely the key. And we've experienced that, you know, with people that have been righteous about why we didn't do it sooner or more quickly or this and that. And we couldn't even have dialogue with them because they were just, they were attacking as opposed to, we were actually fighting on the same site. I hate to use that word again, fight. Like we were on their same social movement site. We wanted to be progressive, but we couldn't even have that dialogue because we felt on the stand as opposed to tell me about what change has happened here. What are your plans for the future? Like, how are you going to accomplish your goal? In fact, what is your goal? You know, like those would have been great conversation starters that I think would have been fruitful for everybody, but there was never an opportunity for dialogue because, you it, know. It's hard to be open when you're feeling 
defensive and attacked, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, Lauren, you said it best. We should just call this podcast Get Curious. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it, with that concept of, of changing the name, you know, why it was so important. Um, you know, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. You know, I know you have a busy schedule and, and, and raising amazing children as well and, and uh, raising a husband uh, also. Um, so, but I think it's incredibly impactful and, and definitely one of all the podcasts we do, hopefully just informational, you know, beyond just our name change. Hopefully people are taking a lot more from this and, you know, I want to put get curious on my shirt. I want to put I it on my it. hat, you know, um, from that. So any it. final, final words before, before we sign off for tonight? No, just thank you to the listeners for listening. Thank you for being patient. Um, you know, with us and, you know, I hope that this podcast has been received in the way it was intended. And, um, like I say, we're not the finished product, so we're open, we're curious, um, get in touch if you have comments or, 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 or things that you think would be helpful and, um, we're pushing the needle and it feels good. Awesome. Can't buy you. Hashtag get curious. Thank you all. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 